Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. I think it's so neat that you're able to join us through this medium, and it means so much to me personally to hear that this has been used to encourage so many of you. It has always been the posture of Genesis to tangibly extend the love of Jesus in various ways, both locally and across the world. We support programs that assist families in need, contribute to ongoing works and building projects in Mexico. We've built a latrine and cafeteria for St. Andre's School in Haiti, as well as are advancing a food program there that we hope will help feed the children for years to come. The money collected for all these endeavors could have paid for a facility of our own many times over, but instead, we've intentionally chosen to be a mobile community since we began. We now have before us an opportunity to invest in a building of our own. We're not doing this, however, without considering the works we're committed to or even the works we feel compelled to keep doing in the future. But we're asking, if you've benefited from this podcast or from anything that Genesis has done, would you consider partnering with us by donating to this work directly at www.thegenesisstory.com and click on the Building Fund tab. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Together, let's prepare for an amazing tomorrow. Thanks, and God bless. I asked Beth to share with us, uh, just like I asked Denise to share. And Denise, I had so many great comments about mm-hmm. what you shared. Uh, very helpful things. Um, I wanted Beth to share as well because she has been doing uh, so much, really, already uh, with the ladies and so much more uh, in Genesis that maybe you don't see her as a leader. I don't know if she even considers herself a leader sometimes, but she very much is. And so I would love to hear some of the things that she has to share just about what she does to prepare for things and how she sets things up. Well, um, leader by the definition that Sam has, which is if you show up and organize things, we call you a leader. So um, that's why I said, okay, you know, I've organized things. But actually when Sam had asked me to share just about um, how do I get my ideas and how do I take them from ideas to actually happening and what are my goals, I thought, um, well, I said, I think that's like a lot of people really know all that is what I thought, and it's a little bit dry and boring. And you know what it really is. But I also thought that if something that is sort of easy to me might just, as I put it together and share it, I've just really prayed that it would just remind us that we can do things like this and that if any of the way I do it can inspire you to step in, that then it will be worth this. Um, but also, if you are... <laughs> listening and you're thinking I do know this and this is just like a lot of words then I'm going to ask you not to take a mental vacation I'm going to really ask you to pray for this to be used to stir something in someone's heart and if I see you guys going like this (laughs) I am going to know you're praying (laughs) and I'm going to really thank you for that so also, this is different than like Denise had shared so so um, powerfully last week about when you start a nonprofit, this is what you need to know. And these are some warnings and some things. What this is tonight is really how I do this. So I'm not, we're really different. I mean, we know each other. 
and we're wired differently. I have a way of setting this up that might feel really good to you or just like that's too much. So um, I am presenting it to you like that. This is, this is how this works for Beth. Um, I want to start with my goal. Like when I have an, a general goal of anything that I do, which is I want people to grow in their relationship with Jesus, and I want to set a stage for community where people can connect with each other, and I also really want people to feel valued and loved. So that sort of is over all of whatever I decide to step in and organize and do. Um, but then it would get more specific as, you know, different events. It would get more specificals too. So how I get my ideas is um, probably how you guys get your ideas. Literally, like that little light bulb just goes off sometimes. But um, I'm not passive about that. I pray. I ask God to give me ideas. Like, I want to have ideas of something to do. And I also put a lot of stuff in my head that I think God has used to pull from to put together to give me that I, the ideas that, that I have done. Um, for instance, I like to talk to people who go to different churches about, like, what's going on at your church? Like, what ministries do you have? Do you go to it? Do you, are you involved in it? And I you know, drive my daughter sort of crazy. Like, well, what do they do? What do you like about it? Well, what, what would you change if you could change? And I, I think that's very helpful. I also go on churches' websites all over the country, conservative, liberal, big, little. And I like to see, like, what's going on in women's ministries. I like to look at graphics. <laughs> I like to just sort of get a feeling of what's going on in the the Christian church around the country, if there's some things that would maybe uh, be, be able to be transferred to Genesis. And then I am a person who loves social media, and I really sincerely like to see the pictures of your pets and your lunch <laughs> and your quotes. Like, I am one of those people who enjoy it. But, um, but truthfully, Instagram to me, I follow so, so many more people who I don't know than I do because I, like... You know, there's been books that have been recommended, and I for sure follow those authors. I see who they're following. I see who comments, and I just, I just follow sort of a ridiculous amount of people. I follow artists. I follow ministries. I follow churches. I follow pastors. Um, all sorts of different things. And without a doubt, I have gotten ideas or had ideas confirmed. Like drawing on truth was like pulled in from about four different things, but I think three of them was from people I follow on Instagram. And um, dinner with friends was confirmed, like absolutely confirmed by something I just had seen, you know, on Instagram by some something I was following. Another way I get ideas is when, you know, it's time for a change. I think of when we started the women's Bible studies when Genesis first started, and we were doing Bethmore studies in different groups in different homes, and it was wonderful. But that homework began to be sort of um, overwhelming for our women, for the season they were in. So it was time for a new idea and a change. And we went through a lot of new ideas and changes because we were trying to adapt to our, to our women. And Sam also had, you know, been, he always is talking to us and challenging us to, you know, reach out to the community, you know, be active. And so that's where the word indeed, you know, sort of came in. And so from the Beth Moore studies, which was a lot of homework and DVD, you had to, you know, sort of, it was good if you showed up to as many <coughs> as you could, to the last word indeed the women did, 
we were actually, we had standalone meetings. You could come to one or you could come to all six. We actually did the study at the meeting. And I had brought a bunch of study tools. And any of the ladies that were not familiar with, you know, how to do cross-references or uh, use concordances to look up Hebrew and Greek words. We just learned how to study if you didn't know. And if you did, we took about a half hour to just read the passage. Everybody just had their quiet time. And then we came together and we taught each other what we had learned. And that's a big difference from what we had started with with the Beth Moore. So change and sort of how this isn't really working as good as it was is one of I think a really important way to get ideas, to make that adjustment of what will fit us. And then when I was thinking of uh, going from the, um, the more formal Bible study to the word indeed, we, remember when we had all done that love your neighbor at the very beginning? It was sort of like we collected things or money and gave it to groups. And that's good and needed, but I was thinking, that isn't what I felt like I thought word indeed was supposed to be. I wanted to have more connection with actually doing things for people. So I remember I was I just was like I had no ideas. And I and I just said, God, I think you put this on my heart to do this word indeed. I need some deeds and I'm gonna go on this walk and I'm gonna ask you to give me deeds and that's how I'm gonna know we're supposed to do it. So I went on the walk and it wasn't like I heard God's voice, but man, nine ideas, boom, boom, boom. And I went home quickly, and I wrote them down, and that's what we did. It worked for our women. So, I mean, there's so many ways to get ideas, but those are my experiences. Um, but the most important, I think, is just looking at us, just looking at our Genesis people. And one of the beautiful things, I think, about being small is we sort of have a feeling of what's going on with each other. and we can then just stop and think, like, what would be good for the people of Genesis now? And um, I like to think of, like, what would I like to attend? Um, and then I have to think about, like, what are my gifts? What, you know, who am I? How did, how did God make me? And um, with those kind of questions, you sort of move into this area with your ideas of, I think it's sometimes the most critical part, do they stay ideas? Or am I going to do them? And in this area, um, if you're like me, there is like a lot of voices telling me why I can't and I shouldn't do these things. And I think uh, sometimes I think um, it's, it's overwhelming, it's too much work, I'm a little bit afraid. There's all these different voices. And I think sometimes we just need to, I know I need to pray and find out, you know, wh what's, where's God's voice in this? And should I move forward? Because um, sometimes if it is that I'm just lazy, I just need God to convict me of that and then just say, you know, I want to move forward anyway. Or maybe he's telling me it's not a season. I mean, he knows what's ahead of us, and there could be something happening in my life in two weeks that is going to make me cancel it anyway. So going and getting sort of that assurance from God but one of the other things I think really holds myself back and a lot of people back is like we just think we're not that good at it. I'm just not going to be the best at that. And really, if we were all waiting to be the best at something, there's just not going to be a lot of people doing it. And so we have to be a little bit humble sometimes to step in and just say, I'm going to do it because I'm willing and I'm going to do my best. 
But then there's also the reality that there are things I shouldn't step into. I know my gifts, and really there are certain things I might have an idea, and I will think like this, like pretty much everything Gil does. I don't have those tools in my toolbox. <laughs> so if I think of something, music or sound, that's not, that's, I'm not moving forward. So I need to be realistic or we need to be just like, okay, where is it that I can just do maybe extra prayer and extra preparation and use a tool that's not too sharp? Or do I just really not have that tool? And that helps make that decision to go, like, am I going to keep going forward? And also fear. Um, I love what Denise shared last week about make sure if you are going to start a nonprofit, you have heard from God. And I think, having watched her, I think that's so important to do. But most of us are committing to a one-time event or like most of like a six-week thing. And honestly, if we haven't heard this big, do it. If it's good and you're feeling moved forward, you just haven't had this major confirmation, I think it's okay just to go for it and try it. And if the worst thing happens that after six weeks we go, hmm, we'll probably never do that again. People gathered. People knew we were trying. And I think we, could, we can just, and I think we can be surprised that things can turn out a lot better or we might be better at something than we ever thought we could because God is, is filling us to do it. So now um, we're getting to this place like, yes, I'm going to commit to this and do this. And how I then begin to plan actually making it happen. I get a general idea of what it's going to take to accomplish this. You know, do I need a building? Uh, How many people would be needed to make this happen? How much time would be needed to get it done? Things like how much would it cost? Can we charge our people? Do we have support money for this? and then I get that sense if I'm going to move forward, and I just think, like, pray, God, who, who could maybe come alongside, do this with me, I could partner with? And I'll call those people. And sometimes our little wonderful thing ideas are not theirs. And they're just, it's just not for them to, to help, even though they really, you, you thought they would be perfect at it. Um, that's okay. Sometimes it's not their season. So then you have to assess again, okay, it might look different than I originally thought, or how much can I fill in? You have to just sort of really, I mean, I take time to really measure those kinds of um, so those kind of things. When I decide I'm going to do it, I look at my calendar, have checked with you know my friends, and then I don't always do this, but we're supposed to call Randy <laughs> and put it on the calendar. Uh, if we need this building, we need to check, is this building being used? Then I get a paper and a pen out, and I know this is so specific of how I do it, but this This is a practical way to make like a blueprint of an event. Um, I'm very visual, so I actually, in my mind, try to walk through the event. And it would be like, I would go to the door, or I would go to, you know, for Drawing on Truth, the gate in my backyard, and I think things like this. Do I need someone to greet them? Do I need a sign? If there's a welcome table, do we need name tags? Do I need a cash box? Do I need to get cash for the cash box? And I get really detailed because I think it makes a difference if an event can sort of flow smoothly. And that's not hard to think of those kind of things. You just have to sort of say, what do I need? Then I would step in, (coughs) thinking, looking around. Do we need music? Do I need to contact Gil? Make sure Gil or someone else is available to do the sound. Are there decorations? 
What's the theme? Do we need to move furniture? <laughs> What's a little idea of a little, you know, jot out, draw out a little idea of where you're going to move it? Is there food? You know, what kind of food? And I just go through those kind of steps until I get a pretty good working list of what I need to make this happen. Then I take my calendar out. Is this just too much? No. no. Okay. Oh, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I'm looking at you. So I get this, my calendar out, and then I go backwards. And I say, if I am going to order food, when do I need to order the food? When do I need to have the cutoff date to get the money to pay for the food? And I just go through the practical steps of putting the needed work into my calendar or, or distributing that job if someone else has said, I want to take care of food, you know, just communicating with them, all the way from when do I want, want it announced at church? What are the words? What do I send Sam? When do I need to get that to Sam so it's announced on Sunday? Do I need a flyer? And I personally usually do flyers because I think that's a helpful way to have personal contact to invite women and maybe get them a little more aware. Sometimes the bulletin is not always as clear as, you know, I maybe want to really tell them a little bit more, and it's, we don't need it to be more. But when we're inviting someone uh, directly with a flyer, it gives us the opportunity to do that. So I usually prepared those. So when do I want to hand them out? When do I need to get them ready? So I put that on my calendar. Um, I like to have, if anyone you know is working with me, we have a meeting just to talk about it. I always like to take that meeting to pray for the people who've already signed up and who, who will be coming. On the, on the sign-up sheet, I always make sure I get cell phone numbers because I like to text the people who have signed up courtesy reminders just to sort of remind them that that next Tuesday, looking forward to seeing you, and even that day. Just because if you're putting the effort in, that's a small thing to do to maybe just someone's like, oh, I did forget about that. And it also lets them know, like, you're excited to see them. It's not, it's, it, I, I feel, I mean, maybe not, maybe some people might feel that's like an annoyance, but for me, it's like, oh, wow, they took the time. And I do them individual. I don't do group texts like that. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> and then I do this. I trust it all to that, pr the principle, like in John 6, 9, the principle of the loaves and fishes. And we all know that part, like you give God this little bit and he does something amazing. But the part that resonates with me is someone got up and made the lunch. <laughs> someone thought what's needed through the day, packed the five loaves and the two fish, and had it. And that's sort of what I feel our part is. Because the amazing part of anything we plan is Jesus. And this whole part, I always, it's sort of one of my life sayings, is we just set the stage. We, can, we could do everything perfectly, and it could be really pleasant, just like a little lunch of five loaves and two fishes, but we just don't want pleasant. We want powerful. And so we get up, we plan the lunch, we think what is needed for today, and then we pray that Jesus will fill it and make it more fruitful and abundant than anything we could have ever done on our own. And that, that's what, that's where the excitement happens and just this is the last thing here um, so
sort of the reality about organizing an event, and it's, I take it from the Last Supper. And if you look at all four Gospels, you see that Jesus definitely, I mean, you can make the assumption that Jesus had gone before and made some plans for, um, for that Last Supper. And then he gave directions to two of his disciples to do certain things, and then they <coughs> had the event. And um, when the dinner happened, there's, someone dropped the ball? Did they drop the ball? Did they just decide not to do it? There was something that was lacking. No one was washing the disciples' feet. And so I think when you're organizing, you're willing to take that role on. It's good to be prepared enough that at that event, you are able to see where there's lack and step in, no matter how humble or simple that task is. Because, you know, we don't really know why, you know, this happens. People don't show. People say they'll do something and they don't. People think, mm, that doesn't quite sound as fun as the other things. We don't know why Jesus ended up doing that, but he did. And I think it's not only a beautiful example, of course, of humility and servanthood, but it's an example of he was willing to fill in that, that space of lack. So, um, when I'm done with events, I just sort of think, you know, this is all about Jesus. <clears throat> Before I ask him for ideas, I listen, I involve him, I do the work, and I set the stage, and then I just trust him to do his part. And when it's done, if it doesn't turn out great, I don't beat myself up. And if it turns out great, it's because he made it great. So there's, a re there's an ability to release it because we set the stage, and whatever he wants to do with it is his business. And I think that can give us um, courage to step into our ideas and really do them. So, you know, we just we just make those lunches and we watch Jesus work. Amen. Amen. Are you open for questions? Oh, sure. <laughs> Anyone have any thoughts or something that they would uh, yeah, want to ask Beth or that maybe sparked an idea in their mind? <laughs> You talk about using the calendar, you say, put it on the calendar. Is that basically your to-do list or like outline like, notes for yourself? I just have an old school calendar where I know my other life commitments are. Mm -hmm. And I just literally see if I've, if I've got these three appointments this week, I, need, I have Monday to make the flyer. And I just... You know, if I need it by Sunday, mm -hmm. I look at my calendar and I see, is that is that the calendar you're asking about? Yeah, I um, just... Just basically, um, is that where you put everything down, is the calendar, or is there a separate I have sheet? a whole, oh. Okay. No, I have a whole <laughs> bunch of paper. Okay. Yeah, I'm up that, yeah. No, it's like my little blue print plans, lists, mm -hmm. an overall sort of general idea, mm -hmm. lists, and then... The deadlines and the scheduled things go on my calendar, like text, Sam, mm -hmm. the announcement, order the food. I know what food and everything, then that's all on my other papers, but yeah, okay. yeah. There are any, like when you get an idea, say you see something that another church is doing, and a lot of times it might be a larger church. Mm -hmm. Oh, they've got all this going on. It seems like a great idea. But when you scale it down, it, it kind of changes into something else. And what happens when you come across something and say, oh, this is a great idea, 
but it seems too big for us. Do you process something like how could we do it, or yes. do you sometimes just say we can't do it? Well, I, pro I, I try to scale it. I mean, there's some things that just we are limited in, mm -hmm. um, and some things that we have that make us more able to do it. But for drawing on truth, it was a group of. Um, I mean, I, saw, I had the Bible journaling that I had found through an artist. And then I found a lady's blog where she does whole weekends of this, um, you know, God-centered creativity. But it's a whole weekend, and it's like heaven. <laughs> and, um, and then we had been, you know, reading uh, Artisan's Soul. And so I was having this feeling for creativity, but we couldn't do a whole weekend. We couldn't um, have as many activities as this one, you know, craft weekend, art weekend was. So I took the idea of the Bible journaling. I made it a one night a week thing in my backyard because it's a tremendous amount of product to just bring. And, you know, that's how I scale it to what I can do because I didn't really want to bring it down here and bring it all in, although it could be done. That's how I go through. So I took the this whole world of Bible art journaling. I copied the lady's idea of just gathering women and relaxing and focusing on God with like a lot of freedom and creativity. I thought I put those two together, and then I reduced the time and I pick the place in my backyard. So that's if that's what you're asking, is that what you mean? Yeah, like how I, just, I yeah. how I scale it back to make it fit my life mm -hmm. and us. But I would love to have a, a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. Well, and 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 sometimes I think that, but then that's when when I say why not, I think if that's cause, you know, where would we rent? Who could really come? Sometimes it's hard just for us to make commitments for one night a week. So I sort of, our people are very busy with a lot of things. And so sometimes you have to sort of pace it, I think. For, so. Have there ever been times where you put something together and either it was successful or wasn't successful? I mean, and we gauge that based on the involvement a lot of times, how many people were involved and the enthusiasm mm -hmm. in the event. Um, when things go well or don't well, go well, you said it, you don't beat yourself up if it doesn't go well. I try. And if it does go well, um, you say, okay, it was done, it was there. What responsibility do you take? Because I, I think with all the things you mentioned, you just took a lot of responsibility to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And so, if it doesn't happen well, yeah, you don't want to beat yourself up and try to mm -hmm. do it. But if it does go well, don't you think it went well partially because of the time and effort you put into it? Yes. And I know you've taught us that. And I, I didn't mean it Absolutely. And I, I, I know there's that balance between like pride and boasting and just the reality too that, you know what, I did work, I'm offering it to God, but it did happen because the prayer and the effort and the gifts and talents were used. I mean, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I have a tendency to prefer that other mm -hmm. way to look at it, but I do understand. It's like when 
when the musicians are up there. Like, this is their gift. They've taken time to practice. And that didn't just happen. Like, they offered time and energy to make that happen. I appreciate their efforts, and it, it made a difference that they made that effort. So I can transfer that to stuff we've yeah, done. I, mean, I think that I see that as being, you know, part of, you know, whether it's the practice of a musician or the planning mm-hmm. of an event, that's part of the offering. You know, yes. that's, that's part of our giving to God who we are and what we do. And so it's, I know we've kind of grown up in this way, well, don't claim credit or don't, you know, get yeah. proudful. But at the same time, if everyone recognized there's actually um, a fulfilling yes. element of, I did my job and it went well and I feel good. Kind of like that. Absolutely. Athlete, right? You know, yeah. hey, I practiced, we won the game, yay. And they feel good about it. Yes, I would definitely, yes, the way you worded that is beautiful. Yes, that's mm-hmm. just, I mean, even at Drawing on Truth, I mean, some of the girls shared just some of the ways that it was used. And and you do know that's pretty miraculous. But I set the stage for that to happen. So I don't mind saying, hey, I set that stage, and it allowed this mm-hmm. to happen. So it's, 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 it's very combined, yeah. you know. And I'm a, okay, but yeah, there's, there really is, that's like, isn't that the best? That is like the best when you just see something matter to someone. My gosh, that's the best. <laughs> well, that's a blessing back to you yes. to see the other fruit. Yeah, enjoying it and growing from it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so many of the things that you've done <coughs> that a lot of us have participated in. We've learned. We've learned something from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so given us <laughs> That's that's wonderful. That's great news. Yeah, yeah, I love one comment I love you said we don't just want pleasant, we want powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. what we're shooting for is really to make something life changing. Mm-hmm. When you think about that, that's a pretty lofty goal. You know, but isn't that what we've all been called to? Mm-hmm. Is to make something and um, and I'm supposed to sort of be done, but I will say I'm amazed at how small of things can really be life changing. That dinner with friends, I thought it was such a simple idea, and that actually came because I I just for personal reasons I couldn't organize a whole Christmas dinner, and people were busy they couldn't either. So I thought you know what, it would just be nice to get together with just simple you know the idea evolved and the response back was so powerful and I thought how fascinating that this really literally is a frozen lasagna dinner (laughs) and some of the women not you know maybe it was just pleasant for Mm -hmm. some of the women and and I'm okay with that I, I not everybody has to have their biggest moment at whatever we're doing but some women did Someone said, I-, I can't believe I just got to share this or do this. And yeah, it can be really simple stuff that really impacts. And I'm into the simple stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Well, I-, I think, Beth, you have a way of 
putting things and making them seem so just simple, but <laughs> we all know that there's a heart that goes into it that yeah. has shown up in all the things mm -hmm. that you've done. And that's why I wanted you to share this time because I think you have had an impact on so many people. Mm -hmm. And it started off with, I can do this, and this is what I can do. And God did take that and multiply it. Mm -hmm. Your uh, central part in what God has done mm -hmm. and is doing in Genesis. And I appreciate you. Oh, gosh. Your time here sharing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm really glad it's done. <laughs> I know there's times when I think, well, can I do this or that? And I'll go and ask Beth. <laughs> and what do I say? Yes, yes you can, Pat. Just do it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. I keep thinking of that fruitful labor that Denise shared. Yeah. That it's like, because it's, you make it seem simple, but I know that it's a lot of, not, I know not, it's a yeah. lot of work. It is because, a lot of work. And you sat down with me <laughs> And God bless you. <laughs> when I was planning Lauren's party, and yeah. you and you helped me, we did this. You did that. We and did it that. It was amazing. And it's like so. You know that not all of us think. You know, I, I, it was just it's it was wonderful, and um, I'm and I'm trying to implement it. And so it I is, think it comes really. more naturally to some people, yeah. but. And I'm not, when I say something simple, you know, we all know this. It doesn't mean that it's easy. Yes. I but know. it really is just sort of <coughs> make the list, call the food. You know, it's just sort of chewing through those many little chores to make the whole thing and happen. That and that makes but, a difference. Like how you're saying, like, oh, I love just going back on the calendar. Like mm -hmm. that. You didn't share that with me. <laughs> <laughs> we were close, Corrine. We didn't have any time to go back. <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, that's really You can great. use that with everything yeah. in your life, Corrine. Okay. Just a little tip that's, for you. That's awesome, you know? Good, good. I'm so glad to hear there's another person with old school calendar. I have a month oh. with a glance day timer because I want to see the whole month, have, the whole yeah. week. And I have a list of these places to go to and what to do, a list of these things to buy at each of these places. And it's like the little piles of these little lists everywhere. This, this one goes today, this one goes today. I love that. Yeah. One for a glance. I think women are better at making lists because I think almost everybody I talk to says that they make lists yeah. <laughs> of things to do, when to do it, and how much to do. Papers all over my bed desk. <laughs> That's where I work. <laughs> Why did you call it bed desk? It's my bed desk. I love it. Because I'm kicked out of my office. <laughs> yeah, sure. We, we make a joke. It's also her bedroom. <laughs> and I have the desk, so she has the bed. I, I think it's very helpful, you know, because some of us, myself, I'm not calendar, plan it out kind of person. When I put my talks together, I have a desk calendar, it's just a blank piece of paper, and I scribble ideas, and I'll do that for a week. I'll have an yeah. idea out here, and I'll arrow this idea, and I'll arrow this idea, and then I'll come back and I'll scratch something else, and then by Saturday night, I try to put them all into it. Yeah. Thing, but it's not. If anyone looked at that, they'd that's, say, "This is a mess." That's a gift. No, yes, yes. Yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> 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 it's amazing by Saturday night. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just seeing how we learned this when we went through the strength finder. Yes. I think that was one of the great things about that is seeing how different we are and how those differences are strengths. Mm -hmm. And you sharing your strength is definitely very helpful, especially if it connects with a lot of people who have similar strengths. They mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, I can do things like this. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's really important too, you have a definite, a definite pulse of Genesis and what mm -hmm. we're intentionally trying to do. And I think that shows up in the things mm -hmm. that we do as well. You know, and so I think that's important. You know, I appreciate that. Mm. You know, and for those people who are a part of leadership or those kinds of things who want to be in a, a leadership way, I think it's important to know what what is our character, mm -hmm. our makeup, why are we who we are? What's the difference between us and the Baptist Church or Calvary Chapel or mm -hmm. you know, whatever? What is it that makes us who we are and why do we want to be that? Not that we're better or right mm -hmm. or wrong. It's just why do we want to do this? And then letting that birth the ideas. Yeah. That do things like that you've done. So, yeah, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Great. We have coffee and water. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.